Welcome to episode 25 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm, and this week uh, David is going to try to convince us that Joseph Smith was not a false prophet. So we're going to go ahead and we're just going to jump right in. I'm going to try to keep this one short this week. Um, I'm going to do another one immediately after this uh, that I will actually drop tomorrow as well. Um, so I'm recording on Saturday, I will release on Sunday, and you will get both of these next two episodes uh, during the day on Easter Sunday. So, without further ado, let's jump in and let David do what David do. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believe Joseph Smith was a prophet of God, just like Moses, Abraham, or Peter, as prophets sometimes tend to do. Every now and again, Joseph prophesied. Many of his prophecies are quite astounding and some are more confusing. We're going to take a look at some of them after the intro video. I don't know what was astounding about any of them. Did you know that Joseph Smith prophesied specifically about the Civil War and probably World War I? It's recorded in Doctrine and Covenants 80. Okay, let, let's just let stop. Full stop. And probably... Okay, so probably doesn't cut it as far as prophecy. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 18. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 18 again. And if a man presumes to speak in the name of the Lord and that does not happen, then that you should not fear that man. He's a false prophet. There's so many other things about Joseph that makes him a false prophet besides failed prophecies. But if you have to couch your whole explanation in probably World War One, and I'm, I'm going to let him talk about it, and then I'm going to just lose my mind over it, <laughs> um, which I do every time they try to talk about this Civil War prophecy. Um, but, again, we'll let him go and let him talk about it. He said the northern and southern states would be divided against each other and that war would break out in South Carolina which it did at Fort Sumter in 1861, some 20 years after Joseph Smith's death. The prophecy is true. On a separate occasion, Joseph Smith prophesied in one meeting, 40 days shall not pass and the stars shall fall from heaven. A skeptic in the congregation jotted down the prophecy looking forward to proving Joseph a false prophet. 39 nights later, the skeptic watched as the 1833 Leonid meteor shower happened before his eyes. Some sources report 100 to 200,000 meteors falling per hour. Before Joseph Smith was... Okay, so just on this, I mean, again, it depends on what Joseph meant. I, I've never, I'd never heard of this prophecy. I'd never heard of this, this. It's not recorded anywhere that I know of. But generally, when someone says, in a especially a religious uh, sense, 
um, that the stars are going to fall from the sky, they're usually giving like end time revelation, end time prophecy um, relating to, you know, revelation where it talks about the, the, the bee, the dragon's tail swiping out so many of the stars and so on. Um, cataclysmic, uh, apocalyptic events, not meteor showers, but maybe Joseph did prophesy a meteor shower. I don't care how many prophecies he got right. It's about how many prophecies he gets wrong. I can, I can call up Miss Cleo on, on the psychic hotline and get a, a general percentage of things that are said that can be eh, probably right as probably as world war one. But so again, to just try to, to maintain off of what he got right. Let's talk about what he got wrong, David. That's what I'd like to talk about. Killed by a mob in Carthage, Illinois. He also prophesied that his friend Willard Richards would be safe while bullets would fly around him like hail. And he should see his friends fall on the right and on the left, but there should not be a hole in his garment. Willard was imprisoned with Joseph in Carthage, along with Hiram Smith and John Taylor. Joseph and Hiram were killed. John was shot in four places, but Willard miraculously left with the same amount of holes he came with. But not all of Joseph's prophecies have been that spectacular. Okay, so here, here's, my, here's my question. If Joseph was able to prophesy about this whole situation with this guy, how did he not know that he was going to be killed in the midst of it? How did Joseph Smith not know? That would be something I would be impressed with if he prophesied his, in, his own death. But Joseph didn't think that he was going to die. I've never seen anywhere where Joseph predicted his own death. If I'm wrong, shoot me a message in the comments and let me know. But again, this makes no sense that, that he would prophesy about a man with him while he's being murdered. But we're going to prophesy about this guy not getting a shot at all. Spectacular or clear. Modern critics cite several examples of prophecies they claim went unfulfilled. For example, Doctrine and Covenants 84 prophesies that a temple will be built in Missouri in this generation. Joseph's generation passed. No temple. What gives? We'll use this scenario to showcase a few principles that are important to understand when it comes to prophecy, though not all of them will perfectly apply to this example. First, the wording of the Missouri Temple prophecy echoes one given by Christ in Matthew 24. Christ lists a bunch of signs that will appear before and at the second coming. The sun will go dark, Christ will descend from the sky, angels will appear, the whole shebang. Then Christ says, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. This gave many the impression that the second coming would happen in their lifetime. It didn't. Was Christ a false prophet? Of course not. It just suggests that maybe the word generation shouldn't necessarily be interpreted as a certain number of years. Sort of how a day to God could be a thousand years to us. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Second, it's hard sometimes to differentiate between a prophecy and a commandment. For example, if your kid's being a punk and you say, you will clean your room. Clean up your room, it's a complete mess. I am good. Is that a prophecy or a commandment? Sometimes the line isn't so clear, especially when it's written down and you're looking back on it from 50 years later. And based on Doctrine and Covenants 124, I personally think this temple prophecy was more of a commandment. Third, sometimes it's easy to mistake a prophet's personal opinion for a prophecy. I don't think that's what's happening in this temple pro prophecy, but in some others it is. Fourth, many prophecies, including many of Joseph Smith's that people claim... Okay, no one is confusing 
anytime when it's just Joseph Smith's opinion, every time when, when one of us who uh, refutes the uh, validity of Joseph Smith's prophecies or whatever, we're generally going to pull out prophecies that say something like, sorry, thus saith the Lord or something like that. I have a whole bunch of them marked in here um, of false prophecies. Things, prophecies that Joseph Smith gave that did not, were not fulfilled. Um, this one that he's talking about, I actually have marked in here. Um, and again, you know, he's saying that maybe it's a commandment and not a prophecy, but it still is technically a prophecy. Whether it's being commanded or not, it, it, it is still a prophecy. He said, verily, this in the, is the word of the Lord. Verse 4, verily, this is the word of the Lord. That the city, New Jerusalem, shall be built by the gathering of the saints, beginning at this place, even the place of the temple, which the temple shall be reared in this generation. For verily this generation shall not pass away until the house of the Lord shall be built unto the Lord, and a cloud shall rest upon it, which cloud shall even be the glory of the Lord, which shall fill the house. And as you read through this, you know, I mean, there's so much in here. But again, yes, it was... The, the lot was picked by God, supposedly by the finger of the Lord, and it was, uh, you know, the, they were commanded to build, and blah, blah, blah. But it's still, he's saying, thus is the word of the Lord. He is claiming to speak for God. So this is absolutely a prophecy and not a commandment. And now he's going to get into the conditional issue, which is not, it's never mentioned in here that it's a condition of their, their faithfulness or not. And so, and then he's going to relate that to Jonah. So let's let him keep going. Claim to be failed are conditional. If this happens, then this will happen. If the early saints didn't meet the conditions of some prophecies, then they may not have been fulfilled. And sometimes the fact that a prophecy is conditional isn't always clear. Something like this actually happened with the prophet Jonah at Nineveh. After the fish pukes him up, he goes to Nineveh and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. He states it as a matter of fact, in 40 days Nineveh will be gone. There were no conditions explicitly set. But as it turns out, the prophecy was apparently conditional because the people repented and the city was saved. They lucked out. Fifth, God can do what he wants. Okay, let's talk about that because we have to go back and we have to look at Jonah in the context. Um, yeah, he, he Jonah went and he the re, I mean, ultimately it's the reason why God sent him to Nineveh. It was to proclaim that this is going to happen unless you repent. It was to call them to repentance. So God's intention was fulfilled in the preaching of Jonah at Nineveh. So, yeah, the, he didn't say unless you repent, the city's going to be. But putting it all into context and understanding it, that was the entire context of God sending Jonah to Nineveh was that God wanted them to repent. If God wanted them to be destroyed, he, he probably would have just done them like Sodom and Gomorrah and just let go. You know, he, he sent he would have, you know, maybe sent him in quietly to pull out, you know, Lot or whatever, like he did. But there was there was no calling a prophet to go call uh, Sodom and Gomorrah to repentance. You know, Abraham had to beg to say, will you spare them? There was no condition. Jonah was sent on the, the, the intention of getting Nineveh to repent. So that's the problem with, with that comparison. 
as exemplified in Jeremiah 18. This is the NIV version because I kind of like it. It says, if at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Doctrine and Covenants 105 suggests the Missouri Temple Commandment wasn't completed in the early days of the church because of the disobedience of some of the members. Now, I wish I had time to go over more of Joseph Smith's super awesome prophecies and more of his controversial ones, but at the very least, hopefully you've learned a few things and acquired a few tools for analyzing prophecy, uh, both from modern and ancient times. I'm going to throw a bunch of further information in the description, along with a link to an article about this on our website. Check that stuff out, and if you've still got questions, feel free to drop it in the comments or message us on social media, and have a great day. All right, so we'll end with that, and so here's the deal. Um, essentially, what David is saying then is that the saints were not faithful. That's why the temple wasn't built, so this prophecy was not fulfilled because of the unfaithfulness and unfaithfulness of the saints and they never repented to the point where God actually wanted to fulfill this prophecy it still falls as an unfulfilled prophecy Joseph Smith did say thus is this is the word of the Lord and I would think that they would consider the the saints to be repentant people so why is this not happen again and, and there's tons of them. And, and like David, I wish I could go into each and every one of these failed prophecies, 105 that he just talked about, which is connected to that one. Um, you know, there's so many. The Civil War one. The Civil War one. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Because here's the deal. One, and they, they argue this when people, there were plenty of predictions made and there was, there was unrest happening in south carolina and so on there were there were issues with slaves and so on so there was a uh there were rumors and stuff of potential something happening un civil unrest happening so this was not a, a a great um prediction i mean this this is something that many people could have predicted uh you know last week they talked about um when he, he talked about the prophets and and Brigham Young talking about the moon hoax, whatever, because he took that out of newspapers. Well, this this prophecy could have civil war thing could have come from newspapers and stories of things that were going on. I mean, there was there was definitely a um, a tension between the north and south because of slavery, and it had been going on for quite some time. So that was, but then the whole issue of. And let me let me find it. I I should have marked it better, but I don't remember exactly which chapter and verse. So I'm just gonna kind of babble here until I find my little marker that says Civil War. Okay, verily thus saith the Lord concerning the wars that will shortly come to pass, 